Hello folks and welcome to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. My name is Graham Stevens and I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face. Why do only fools and old work Hello there, and welcome back. We start this week with an episode of Step to Son, this one entitled Without Prejudice. This week, Without Prejudice. Harold, have we got any more saucepans? There's another leak started up in the hallway. No, we're using them all. Oh, God, this one's full now. Where's your pole? Off way up Oh, that poxy motorway. It's shaking half the tiles off the roof. Ah, uh, don't go blaming the motorway. It's been falling to bits for years, this place has. Yeah, well, it's worse now, isn't it? And if you ever allow them big 44 tunners on the road, mate, we've had it. They'll have to dig us out. <laughs> That's if the fumes don't chuck us to death in the meantime. All the pollution around here is appalling. The whole ecology of Shepherd's Bush has gone right down a pen. <laughs> There's a jumbo jet going over now. No, it's not. It's a stretch DC-9. I'll stretch the rotten pilot if I get hold of him. <laughs> they throttles back here on purpose. They wax till they get over our chimney. Pot. Then what? All four engines. That's diabolical. Well, it didn't ought to be allowed. I better down to over Windsor Castle. Hello. Look at that. There's waves on the goldfish bowl. We're lucky we don't live in Hounslow. They come in a thousand feet lower there. But if we lived in Hounslow, mate, I'd have three barrage balloons in the yard. Have you got that saucepan? We haven't got any more saucepans. We're using them all. Take that kettle. That's no good. It won't go down there. Not down the spout. <laughs> Take the lid off. Ah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, honestly. You get worse as you get older, you do. But go on then, hurry up. Our beds will be floating down the road in a minute. Oh, God, there's another leak starting up over me desk. Put a goldfish bowl, Andrew. Here, look at him, swimming about. He's the only one enjoying this. You're enjoying this, aren't you, eh? You scaly little twit. Uh, uh, I'll put the kettle under the leak. We'll wait this full up and then I'll make a cup of tea. <laughs> Raindrops keep falling on me head. Raindrops are falling on me bonnet. Fair. Oi! Do you mind? I'm not in the mood. Sorry. Oh, it's not good, Dad. I'm not putting up with this any longer. We've got to get out of this place. Oh, there's no need to do that. There's nothing wrong that a little patching up won't put right. Patching up? I've patched up everything in sight in this house. We've been patching up the patches for the past 25 years. <laughs> no, we're fighting a losing battle, Dad. The best thing we're going to do is abandon this place. Let's flog it while it's still standing. Flog it? We can use it as a deposit on a new place. If we wait much longer, we'll have nothing. We'll own the freehold of 35 tons of hardcore. Oh, I don't know, Harold. I don't think I'd like to move. I was born in this house. 
I've always thought I'd like to die here. Well, if you stay here, it'll be sooner than you expect. <laughs> I'll bet where really Lestag died. I mean, we've done everything that's possible to the place. It needs a major reconstruction. Oh, it could still look nice if it was done up. Well, perhaps it could, but we ain't got the bread. Oh, if someone spent a few thousand on it, and might make something out of it. Modernise it. Yeah. Cobble courtyard. Bay trees in tubs. Wrought iron gates. Yellow door. Yes. Yeah, well, let's someone else have their aggravation, shall we? I mean, we're not far from the BBC, yeah? We could unload it onto some of them puffy producers up there. <laughs> I'm a jumper of this place. Well, it's dead handy for them, isn't it? Yeah, but where'd we go? Anywhere, as long as it's away from this place. Somewhere quiet, in the suburbs. A nice select area. I've always wanted to live somewhere like that. Yeah, we could afford it. Yes, we could. Even in this state, it must be worth four or five grand. That's half the price of a new house. It's a lot of money to lay out. But we could get the rest on mortgage. I'll just think of it, Dad. Imagine, not having to go outside on a winter's night for a leak. <laughs> Central eating, a bathroom, your own garden. Uh, you've always wanted your own garden. We could have a little gnome's pond. Yeah, and a row of concrete ducks walking across the lawn. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you say, Dad? Oh, let's do it before we're too old. Yeah. It's a big step, Harold, I don't know. I like it here. I like the noise. I like the traffic and the kids outside and the aeroplanes going over. You know people are alive. I don't like it too quiet. Well, I do. I've got to get away from here. I won't be dry for once. I mean, if I stand in front of the fire, you can't see me for the steam coming out of my trousers. <laughs> I want some comfort, Dad. I want to be able to open the window without the frame falling out. I want to be able to slam a door without ducking. I want to go to bed without me overcoat on. It's not too much to ask, is it? No, of course it isn't. The time has come to move on. Ah, oh, no, I'm too old to move on. You can't pull up your roots at my time of life. Dad, I might as well lay it on the line. Either we go together, or I go on my own. I knew it would come to this one day. Well... I suppose if you found someone nice with nice friendly neighbours, it mightn't be so bad. All right, then. If that's what you really want, I won't stand in your way. Hey, hey, at last, at last! Oh, no, no, you, you won't regret it, Dad. Oh, we should have done this years ago. I'll get in touch with the estate agents and see what they've got on their books. Hey, what? Where's the goldfish? Hey? <laughs> the bowl. It's overflowing. Oh, God. Oh, Charlie, 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 where are you? Charlie, come on, Charlie. Ant sex, Charlie. Who wants ant sex? You're looking at me out of the gun. And don't bang the notes. Fine. This is a posh street, isn't it? Are you sure we're in the right place? Of course we are. Father, there is no point in moving into a new environ if it is just as crappy as the one we've moved out of. <laughs> I think Barnes is a very nice area. 
Blimey, look at all them cars down there. Hey, that must be the ass. There, the one with the board outside. Who's that dodgy-looking geezer standing outside it? That's the estate agent. I managed to meet him here. It's a nosy street, isn't it? Everybody's looking at us. Take a notice. We're just as good as they are. How there. Good morning. Would you mind moving on? I'm expecting some clients at any moment. You do stay, agent. Yes. Well, that's us then. Oh. <laughs> How'd you do? Charming horse you've got there. Nice legs. <laughs> Yeah. One at each corner. Shall we inspect the property? By all means. Hang on. The property is empty at the moment. Nice gardens, aren't they? Morning, missus. Lovely roses you've got there. If my horse does anything, you can have it. Come on, come on. Here we are. That's very nice. We'll take it. Oh, blimey. Wait till we've got inside the door. We haven't been over it yet. Well, no need to. It's a lovely little place. It's just what we're after. It's the first one we've looked at and we haven't looked at it yet. Oh, all right then. Uh, before we go any further, I presume my partner did make it quite clear what the asking price is? Yeah. Nine, 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 five. In other words, ten thousand. Yes, I suppose it is, really. Uh, and that is the price range you were contemplating? Well, Tom Jones here is. <laughs> I think it's a waste of money. We have a lovely little place in Shepherd's Bush. Now, look, don't you start that again. You agreed to look round, so shut your face and start looking. <laughs> yes, round about ten was the area I was thinking of. Are the vendors prepared to negotiate on the asking price? Well, of course, this is a very sought-after area. What sort of price were you thinking of? Four and a half thousand. Now look, let me conduct the business. Leave us alone. Walk round the garden. I'm not a bloody teddy bear. <laughs> and I'm not leaving you with him. He'll have your trousers down as soon as look at you. Beg your pardon? Oh, oh dear, dear, no, no, no offence. Oh, that is just a business expression. You see, having one's trousers taken down is a working-class euphemism for being turned over. Turned over? Taken for a steamer. Taken to the cleaners. Head by the short and curly. <laughs> If you are implying sharp practice, I really must protest. Alec and Ferris are a very old and reputable firm, established in 1942. 1942? Why weren't you in the army? Oh, God, he's off. Speed, were you? What? While we was all fighting, you was over here making a packet buying up cheap houses. While we were all moving out, you were all moving in. I was wounded in North Africa, if it is any concern of yours. I spent a year in military hospital and was invalided out. Well, that's all right. There's no need to boast about it. We all did our bit. <laughs> Look, Dad, one of these days, somebody's going to stick one right on you. And I do hope I'm there to see it. I do apologise for this unwarranted attack upon your integrity. I can only put it down to a combination of senile decay and pig ignorance. <laughs> 
I sincerely hope it will not prejudice our negotiations. I quite understand. Uh, to return to your original question as regards the price, I must point out there are several people after the property, all willing to pay the full price. What a load of old codswallop. They all say that. If the house is beyond your means, I see no point that in... It is not you... beyond our means. We have adequate conkers. Just so well, we'd like to know just a little bit more about it. Well, the house was erected five years ago by a local builder for his own use. Oh, Double yes. glazing in every room, oak parquet flooring throughout. Oh, that's nice. That won't last long with the horse coming in and out. <laughs> horse? Yeah, her out there. We're keeping her in the back garden. Good grief. Look, Dad, we won't be bringing the horse through the house. She'll go in the garage with the cart. You intend keeping a horse and cart in High View Avenue? Yeah. I don't think the local residents will take kindly to that. Hey, we can't keep the horse and cart in the garage, Harold. I should think not. And we'd have nowhere to put the junk. <laughs> junk? The junk goes out in the back garden. What about my concrete ducks? <laughs> Unless we get the horse in the front room. No, 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 no. I'm not having that horse in here with us, Dad. Not in a house like this. She'll spoil it. No, we'll keep the cart in the garage, take the horse through to the back garden and build a shed for her. She'll like that. Nice bit of lawn under her feet. Be better than them cobblestones. And she can keep the grass down as well. Good Lord. A cart horse in Highview Avenue. They don't even like children down here. <laughs> uh, no one, it doesn't matter. I'll try to get the price down a bit. Oh, good. Well, we'll discuss that later. Oh, let's have a look at the house. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, shall we start upstairs? As you wish. Up here we have the usual three bedrooms, one of which comprises the master suite, and here, toilet and bathroom in matching suite. Here, it's black, a black bog. <laughs> yes, very chic, don't you think? A touch of luxury. Oh, yes, it's very glamorous. Oh, it's very my West. Oh, I do approve of the gold-plated dolphins instead of taps. Oh, and the telephone as well. That is a flexible shower. <laughs> so, so it is. How very novel. I'm beginning to like this place, Peter. I'm not getting into a black bath. Why not? It'll match the colour of the water. <laughs> there is another toilet downstairs. After you. Oh, my God. Two toilets. Did you hear that, Peter? We can have one each. Here, you can do your crossword puzzle in peace now. Yeah. This is the kitchen. Oh, yes. It's very select. How very Californian. Everything is built in, as you can see. Double sink unit, of course, with a waste disposer. A what? A waste disposer. What? So it saves using the dustbins. All the grub that is left on your plate, which with your cooking is quite considerable. <laughs> You scrapes into that. Oh, it's marvellous. It grinds up the bones of the meat and gristle into tiny little pieces. Then you turn on the tap and you flush it all away. And if you're not careful, you'll be the first thing that'll go down here. Eye-level grill, serving hatch, and a smell extractor. Yes. We're going to need that. <laughs> this way, gentlemen. This is the through loud. Oh, what a lovely size. Oh, man can stretch out in a room this size. Oh, it'll be a pleasure to bring the crampy back home to this place. 
Where's the front room? You don't have front rooms in modern houses. This is the front room and the back room. It's all in one room. Ah, I don't like that idea. Where do you put your dead bodies when you have a funeral? Thinking about things like that for when we're buying a new house. Oh, good. Aren't you morbid? <laughs> what do you need a special room for that for? I mean, there's only two of us. It wouldn't be used very much. <laughs> it's important to have somewhere to be laid out. Don't you worry. When you go, I'll find somewhere to bung you. <laughs> I'll bung you in the black bath. <laughs> Mr. Ferris, I must say, I like it. I don't think we need look any further. It is very ideally situated. The amenities are first class. Three very good private schools nearby. Oh, good. Swimming pool, hard and soft tennis courts. Oh, lovely. Excellent riding on the common and a superb golf course. And three churches. Three? Never mind all that. Where's the nearest boozer? <laughs> there is a private hotel open to non-residents opposite the cricket green. An excellent cocktail lounge and grill. Mr. Ferris, you have convinced me. We'll take it. Capital. It's been a great pleasure to do business with you. Oh, thank you. Shall we retire? Oh, by all means. Excuse me a minute. I'm just going to nip upstairs and splash me boots. Oh, God. <laughs> Perhaps you'd like to have a look round outside. Oh, yes, indeed. Quite a substantial front garden, don't you think? Very well laid out. Oh, yes, yes. It's very, uh, Inigo Jones. The previous owners, in fact, all the residents of Highview Avenue, go to great lengths to keep up their gardens. If I... if I may offer a word of advice... Yes, yes, yes. I think it would be advisable to persuade your horse not to eat your neighbour's privets. I oh, wouldn't I do it? Of course, she's not. Over there. <laughs> Get away from me, you great hungry daddy clodopper! I oh, do beg your pardon, madam. Oh, God, now what's wrong? Harry! What are you doing up there? I can't get out. <laughs> I'm locked in the car seat. Oh, we always let you down. <laughs> Dad? Dad? Homo? Has anyone been out to see this place yet? No, not yet. Oh, well, it's only a matter of time, isn't it? Here, I found this tennis racket in the yard. Not bad, is it? Get it restrung. And wait till I get down to that club with me shorts on. I'll frighten the lives out of them. <laughs> yes. Well, personally, I don't think I'll bother with a tennis club. I'll concentrate on the golf course. I mean, all the big deals these days is done on the golf course. Yeah. I might even join the Masons if it suits my book. No, I mean, I've got all the gear. Yeah, I bought it off that old biddy in Kensington. Her old man was in it for 35 years. He finally become Grand Worshipful Master, and he dropped dead over the smoke salmon on ladies' night. <laughs> Next day, she unloaded all his gear and ran off to the Bahamas with a Catholic priest. <laughs> I've got it all out there. I only need a trial and I'm in. Ah, oh, yes, it is the only way. I mean, you've got to mix with the right class of people. Someone at the door. <laughs> Someone to come to view the house. I'll go. 
Yeah, we must have some nice chimes put in it, the new place, with an illuminated button outside. So you can see it when you come home, three parts Oliver Twist. <laughs> oh, good afternoon. Uh, Mr. Steptoe? Yes? Oh, my name's Dryson. I'm secretary of the Highview Avenue Residents Association, and these gentlemen are my committee. Oh, 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 oh this is a pleasant surprise. Oh, how very kind of you to make contact so early. Won't you come in? Oh, thank you. Would you care to go through to the lounge? Uh, uh, Father, uh, these gentlemen are from the Highview Residents Association. This is my father. Uh, yes, uh, we did uh, notice him yesterday. <clears throat> we understand that you intend purchasing Tori Melinos. Pardon? <laughs> Number 23. Oh, is that his name? Yes, we have placed a deposit on the property. Subject, of course, to contract and a satisfactory surveyor's report. Oh, so um, you do intend actually buying and moving in? Oh, yes, yes, we're very keen on a house. We've quite fallen in love with it, haven't we, Peter? Yeah, it's smashing. Oh, it's a very nice locale, the... It's very salubrious. Uh, quite. Uh, we all think so, too. <laughs> and naturally, we are very anxious to keep it that way. Oh, naturally. I mean, the avenue does you all great credit. Yes, well, we would be very distressed to see the um, ambiance of the neighbourhood in any way threatened. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. But may I offer you some refreshment? Uh, a sherry? I'll have an amusing little amontillado, which I find's not... Too dry. Uh, thank you, no. Uh, but it is important to keep the standards of the street as high as possible. Oh, quite, quite. Uh, not just externally, but internally as well. Oh, yes, yes, we find that most important. Yes, and not only for visual appeal, uh, there is also an economic factor. At the moment, the prices in high view are at a premium. They are indeed very pricey. Beaucoup de love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and... Uh, we... We are all concerned that they should remain that way. Uh, so are we now. Yes, well, most of us have our life savings tied up in our houses, and it would be disastrous if the values were to drop. Oh, yes, of course. That's very understandable. <laughs> yes, well, unfortunately, the slightest lowering of the standards of any of our residents would undoubtedly reflect in a downward trend in the prices of the rest of the properties. What he means is they don't want any tow rags like us moving down there. Oh, come now, Father. I'm sure the gentleman don't mean any such thing. Yes, he does. You ask him. You don't mean that, do you? Um, well, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. We are not in any way prejudiced. Oh, heaven forbid for people getting on in the world. <laughs> I mean, only, only last year we were cleared by the Race Relations Board in a similar case. But the problem is, and I, I do hope you understand, that there is a covenant on the type of um, professions that can be carried on from our houses. And I understand that you are rag and bone men. Salvage recovery operatives. <laughs> we find that bones don't play a very large part in our operations these days. Nah, there's no conkers in bones. <laughs> We'd be down to our own if we relied upon them. Uh, yes, but what's worrying us is, is it your intention to practice your profession from Tari Melinos? Of course. 
Uh, you would intend keeping your horse and cart on the premises? Definitely. How it means in the garage, not in the house. And I've already noted that. Yeah, I know what you're worried about. You're worried about what we're going to do to do with the junk, aren't you? Well, yes, that is one of our concerns. Oh, dear, 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 please do set your mind at rest. We are putting it in the back garden. You won't see it. Now we'll cover it with tarpaulins. <laughs> no, well, we haven't bothered here. We are prepared to get a couple of whippets in. Whippets? To keep the rats down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> Gentlemen, I think our fears are more than justified. <laughs> I shall now put forward our proposal. Here it comes. Here what comes? You'll see. Uh, Mr. Steptoe, I am authorised by the Highview Residence Association to make you a formal offer of £500 not to pursue your purchase of Torremolinos, otherwise known as 23 Highview Avenue. You... you... This is an outrage! We've never been so insulted in my entire... Take it a thousand. Father, we're not going to be a party to this blatant piece of discrimination. The working class fought against this... Shut up! A thousand quid and you're on. Oh, I'm sorry, we couldn't possibly go to a thousand. Oh, please yourself. You may expect us at the end of the month, and the first cartload of junk will be shot onto the lawn next morning. Seven fifty. Nine hundred. Eight hundred. Stop this! You're not buying me, any of you. I want the house. I'm not going to be fobbed off by a bunch of lousy rotten snobs. Eight seven five. This is a free country, and I'm entitled to live where I like. Eight two five. Eight fifty. Done. <coughs> Subject to an undertaking not to purchase any other house in Highview Avenue. Agreed. That is not agreed. <laughs> Don't you understand what they are saying? We're not as good as they are. We're not fit to live next to them. Good afternoon, gentlemen. This is sheer unadulterated class distinction. Uh, you will receive our cheque first thing in the morning. Thank <laughs> you very much. Great pleasure to do business with you. Good day to yeah, you. Good day. Good day. Good day. How could you do a thing like that? How could you sell yourself like that? Have you no pride? We just made 850 quid for nothing. The whole thing is immoral. Of course it's not. They were quite right. If we'd moved in, the value of their property would have gone down. Nobody would have spoken to us. Everybody would have been dead miserable. This way. They're happy. And we're happy. I'm not. Then you're a fool. 850 quid we put into this place, then we get much better price when we sell it. If we're classified as social lepers, we might as well cash in on it. You silly little man. 850 won't go anywhere, here. Who needs a couple of thousand spent on it? I know. I thought of that. Come on. What's you up to? Where are you going? Yeah, look at the size of these houses. Here, look, look, swimming pools. Look at all the roses and the Bentleys. Yeah, I told you I knew what I was doing. Here, here, look at that, look at that geezer washing a Ferrari, look. I say, you there, can't you read? This is a private road. No hawkers or circulars. Now, go on, clear off. Mind look. your own business. <laughs> uh, excuse me. But is the house next to you with the gazebo, is that Willow's End? Yes, it is. Now, clear off before I call the police. Oh, come now. That is no way to speak to your new next-door neighbours. That's all. <laughs> Get a cheque for our painter. <laughs> <laughs>
You are listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was an episode of Steptone Sun entitled Without Prejudice. Now here is an episode of I'm Sorry I'll Read That Again entitled Mike Spanner Private. Tonight we have with us in the studio a group of young inventors. And I'm going to talk first to Mr. Pat Pending. <laughs> Mr. Pending, you have, if I may say so, a most appropriate name for an inventor. Oh, yes, well, that is my invention. <laughs> I see. Uh, to turn to you, Mr. Wicker, I believe you invented a chair. That is correct, yes. Several chairs, actually. Apart from the one which bears my name, which, of course, has made a marked impression on people... <laughs> Also invented the sedan chair. Uh, really? I, I, I've always wondered why a sedan chair is so called. Well, that's when you are tired and weary and you want a sedan. <laughs> uh, of course, silly of me. Uh, and finally, Mr. Lampwick. Uh, Mr. Lampwick, how long have you been inventing? Oh, the best part of 23 years, actually. Uh, that is to say, 22 years, 11 months and 29 days. I started a day late. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, and what yeah. have you invented? Well, it's very simple, really. You see, you put it on your head um, mm. after you've had a shower. Mm. Then you pull this little string here, which mm. turns that little oojar there. Mm. The whole thing then swings round and empties porridge all over your face. <laughs> I see. Uh, but what exactly is the point of it? I've no idea, but it's kept me happy for 22 years, 11 months and 21 days. This is I'm Sorry, I'll Read That Again. A laughable mixture of impractical jokes specially invented to keep you happy for the next 29 minutes and 55 seconds. at London Airport. Next, please. Have you read this? Yes. Anything to declare? Uh, yes. Thank you. Next, please. What? Well, wait a minute. I haven't... Uh... Please, I'm terribly new at this job. I really wouldn't know what to charge you, so just run along, please. <laughs> Put away the camera. Put the camera away, please. Well, look, I, I want to declare. No, you can't. I can. In fact, I have to. It says so on this notice. I wish I'd never let you read it. Anyway, it's not a new camera, is it? It's... More than six months old, isn't it? So you don't have to pay any duty, and I don't have to work it out. <laughs> it's not new, is it? Tell me it's not new. I bought it yesterday. Doesn't look new. Oh, well, yes, it does. If it was scratched or something, you could fool me. <laughs> Why don't you scratch it? Please. Well, I'm not scratching a new camera. Just a little scratch. Now, look, look, it's a new camera. Don't keep saying it's new. Give it to me. Now, nobody would think it was new. <laughs> now, please go away and let me get on with my job. Oh, I'm going to open my case. Don't you dare. Well, look, you can't stop me. I shan't look. I won't look and look. I won't. No. <laughs> oh. There. What about that, then? Hmm? What about that? Just a few shaving sticks and cotton flannels. Those are not shaving sticks. They're ivory tusks. <laughs> are they? I've made one of my silly mistakes, haven't I? These are pure silk cuts. It's cotton silk. No, no, it's just plain old undutiable cotton. It's exotic, <laughs> new, very highly dutiable silk. I'm sorry. Ah, you've been done. They might have told you it was silk, but as far as I'm concerned, it's cotton. Now, look here, my good man. Nobody does me. I don't buy cotton instead of silk, and I don't bring it in without paying duty. Oh, dear. I'd say you wouldn't like to go off on another holiday, would you? 
Right now? No. I'll pay for it. No. <laughs> well, you could emigrate, start a new life, Australia. No. New Zealand. No. Tibet. No. I say, I suppose you are English, aren't you? And if you weren't English, and you weren't staying for more than six months, I wouldn't have to charge you. Look, I am English, and I never intend to leave the country again. Curse you. I hate you, do you hear me? I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> you sound foreign to me. <laughs> I am not foreign. There you are, an unmistakable foreign accent. You've got a foreign accent. No, I haven't. Oh, can you do a foreign accent? I bet you could do an Indian. Anyone can do an Indian. I can't. Please try and do an Indian. I could do an Indian. I'll do it first, then you try, all right? No. Well, please, try it, just like this. Um, thank you very, very much, please. I have not absolutely nothing to declare. Just buzzing through no camera, no ivory, no silk. Thank you very, very much. Jolly good, a little bye-bye. Your passport, please, sir? Oh, thank you. My what? The trouble with you, Archibald Briggs, is that you care more about things than you do about people. Not nonsense, my love. You exaggerate. Then why are you sitting there with that stuffed owl on your lap? We're, we're just good friends, you see. <laughs> Last night, it was the alarm clock. Crooning to it all evening, you were. Not in front of the stuffed owl, dear. You know how jealous it gets. And, and, and then there's the horse, then. Oh. You always kiss it goodbye when you leave for work. You don't kiss me. Well, it gets lonely, dear. How, how would you like to stand there all day covered by a coat? I do stand here all day covered oh, by a coat. <laughs> and now the last. Oh. I have to stay at home while you go off on holiday with the wardrobe. Well, I thought it was looking a little pale, you see. I don't think you love me anymore. Oh, of course I do, Sheriff. I do. Well, say it then.
rodents in Texas sometime in the past. As the deer and the antelope play, the lovers, Adam, played by Coward Peel, and Eve, by Hetty Mutton, as they approach each other for the first time, there is something about them that suggests a mood of innocence and naivety. They're both stark naked. What is it? I don't even know your name. It's Adam. Adam? Adam. Adam. I don't like it. <laughs> well, you got such a good name? Eve. I don't think much of that. Oh, what a name matter as long as we're in love. Are we in love? Oh, Adam, you know you're the only boy for me. Yeah, that's true. Eve, what's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? I'm going to take you away from here. You is? You're darn right. I am? You is. <laughs> and we're going to have a place of our own, and a house, and a buggy, and, and clothes. And, and we'll do things, you know. We'll, we'll do something, something really original. Well? You're darn tootin'. I am? You is. Oh, Adam. Oh, Eve. I was designed to have life, but life is a bachelor. I was content with a heart that never fell. And I was inclined to have arms, not knowing what arms were for. What it all meant was a thing that I couldn't tell. I'm out together. But try to forget the time that we wasted here. Now we're together. We can start living, my dear. It won't be long until that happy day. We'll find a way to go astray. tonight's appeal is Lord Comfort of Lewes. How do you do? 
Clumpwit speaking. <clears throat> Haven't I got a lovely voice? <laughs> Have you ever thought how many people lack the basic necessities of life? Well, tonight, I appeal to you. None of you appeal to me at all, but I appeal to you. And for a worthy cause. I want 2,000 pounds to build a swimming pool. Now, this swimming pool will bring a great deal of pleasure to myself. Now, I want that swimming pool, and you're not going to stop me, do you hear? Oh, no. In fact, you're going to pay for it, you tight-fisted bunch of penny-pinching misers. Now, I realize that some of you have only five or six pounds in the world. Well, that's hardly worth keeping, is it? So you just pop it in a clean envelope and send it off to me. Now, there's no catch in it. Believe me, you send me your money and you'll never see it again. <laughs> and no strings attached. Now, when any of you children listening, you've got a whole lifetime ahead of you, but I haven't. So just for the next 20 or 30 years, whenever you fill up your piggy bank, just let me have it, will you? And then when I'm gone, anything you save will be all yours. And I mean that very sincerely. Oh. And you old-age pensioners. Well, nobody knows the value of money better than old-age pensioners. So you'll appreciate just how much I want yours. <laughs> and I want you all to know I shall be extremely grateful. And to all of you, I shall send a Christmas card, which you can pass around among yourselves. But be sure to let me have it back. <laughs> right, then, let's see what you can do. Oh, yes, and if you have any old clothes, or any new ones for that matter, which I very much doubt... Send them all to me. Because I can get a jolly good price for them. Selling them back to you. <laughs> and so, this is Lord Clumpet ending my appeal for tonight. But remember, anything that you can send helps someone in need. Me. Good night. <laughs> And now we are proud to present once again the Tillingbourne Folk and Madrigal Society, who, in spite of overwhelming requests, are going to sing for us that beautiful song called The Wind. She was a bit younger in those days. Uh, Marvellous, though, wasn't it? What was that? There we was, listening, looking, and occasionally talking. Yeah. Yeah. What about pictures in the fire, then? Oh, mashing, wasn't it? Oh, that was entertaining. That was real entertaining. Aye, aye, aye. aye. You can't do that these days, though. No. Not with smoke-lit zones and central eating and all that. You know, I've often looked at the radiator. You can't get no pictures out of that. (laughs) 
Dresden, of course, when it lets off a little bit of steam, you know. Then mm. it fly them pictures of clouds in the sky, you know, like a little bit of cumulonimbus floating about, you know. But it uh, doesn't laugh like clouds, does it? You know, I never thought of looking at radiator steam. No. No, I'll go on tonight, turn up the heat and have a good look. Hey, hey, careful you don't turn it up too much, or else you might get damp patches on your ceiling. God, damp patches on the ceiling used to be good for a bit of a giggle as well. Really? Oh. Oh. You'll never believe the things I've seen in the convolvulations on a good old damp ceiling. You know, I've never... Really watched the damp ceiling. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, that was art, man. That was art, yeah, yes. Uh, mind you, mind you, damp ceilings used to be a bit of a nuisance, though. What with all that dripping. Yeah. Uh, Aye. Right. Hey, but, uh, shocking. Do you, do, you, do you remember? Do you remember listening to a ceiling dripping into a good old-fashioned galvanized bucket? Oh. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Lovely noise. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Oh, lovely. Splink. Splink. Splunk. Splunkity splunk. Oh, splinkity splunk. Oh, yeah. Very rhythmical and musical. Lovely. Lovely. Jumping. Jumping. That's the word. That's jumping. You just can't get the same sort of tone out of a plastic bucket. You can't. No. But they ain't got the same tonal qualities as no. the craftsman made job, has no. it? No. I mean, you get a sort of plip, plop, 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 that yeah. was real yeah. tonal quality for oh, you there. Yeah. I used to look forward to Friday night. Oh, so did I. You so did, did I. Oh, yeah. Nothing like the old galvanized bath on matting from tip fire. Nothing, hey. nothing, nothing. No. Nothing to touch it. No. That was a full evening's entertainment for you. Yeah. yeah. You could so glue, glisten, and cogitate. Cogitate. All at the same time. Oh, lovely, that one. Lovely. 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 Here. Yeah. Do you remember carbolic soap? Carbolic soap? Do I remember? <laughs> Do I remember? Oh, those were the days. Oh. Very powerful smelling soap was carbolic. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. oh I put it out into the evening's enjoyment, it didn't it? it? Yes. Oh, yes, you could soap, soap loop, listen, cogitate, and smell. By gum did we smell. Ah, right. <laughs> oh, there'll never be evening's entertainment like that again. No. Here. Why not? Let's go home and do the things we used to do back in the old days. What? You're not thinking. Yeah. I'm going to have a bath. You dirty monkey. <laughs> well, what I really feel like is a few minutes of jolly sadism. <clears throat> now, where's that filthy, feeble old busker? Ah, there you are. Yes, sir, here I am indeed. I am here, aren't I? Yes, I certainly am. I see someone picked you up. <laughs> Put him down, madam. You don't know where he's been. <laughs> So you're speaking to the woman I love. This is my mother-in-law. Yes, well, there's no reason why she should carry you around. Your mother-in-law, eh? Yes, indeed, hmm. poor cotchety old soul, poor old mother-in-law. Say hello, you poor cotchety old thing. Hello, son. This is your uh, <clears throat> mother-in-law, is it? Well, <laughs> not, not exactly. You know what I mean, do you? You know what I mean? We go out dining and canoodling. Canoodling? <laughs> Canoodles, yes. I thought I'd better say she was my mother-in-law, otherwise people might talk. Yes. And uh, you do a double act. Yes, we do satirical songs, don't we, my precious love? Mm. They are. Oh. Which is funny. Oh, sophisticated stuff, eh? Oh, yes, we're so sophisticated, we we even get at folk singers. I say, that's a bit blasphemous, isn't it? I think you'd better tell us about it. Are you ready, my little honey bun? Mm. <laughs> 
freedom, Neil. Freedom? <laughs> it's, um... It's, it's some freedom. Is, um, it's, uh, it's blowing in wind and it's running in the tide. My name's Spanner, Mike Spanner. I'm an eye, a private eye. I'm a tough private eye, a real tough private eye. I'm the guy that does the dirty jobs. Any dirty jobs to do, I do them. Where the action is, I am. I'm a man of action. I'm a tough man of action. I'm a real tough man of action. <laughs> One morning, I'm asleep in my apartment when the phone rings. <laughs> it was a toll call. <laughs> Hello, this is Spanner, Mike Spanner, Private Eye. Okay, wise guy. He's the commercials. Just listen. Stay clear of the Maldoni case, you hear? Uh, who is that? Just drop the Maldoni case if you want to stay alive. This is very mysterious. I never heard of the Maldoni case. I get out of bed and smoke eight cigarettes while I fix breakfast, which consists of a half bottle of bourbon. <laughs> I pour the bourbon into my face while I smoke another 12 cigarettes. <laughs> then I do some thinking, and you know what I think? I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I go into the bathroom where I shave and take a cold shower and pluck my eyebrows. <laughs> I come out and dress, and I'm lighting a fresh cigarette when a guy who looks like he needs a facial busts into my room and leaves with a right. I take his punch on the shoulder, and I roll with a punch, twisting his left arm up behind his neck. As I go down, he puts the knee in my chest, and I pin him with a throat hold. He gets me around the neck with his left foot, but I grab a handful of face and sink my free elbow into his stomach. Then we dance. <laughs> Minutes later, he's gone without even leaving a phone number. It was just one of those things. I put out my cigarette and ride the elevator up to the ground floor. I step out into the street. I figure that somebody's out to get me. But who? I've no idea, honey. Trey, who are you? Mellifluous Ford's cops, baby. You're Mike Spanner, right? What's it to you? Just stay off the Muldooney case. Hey, what's with this Muldooney case? Search me. Some other time, baby, some other time. <laughs> Four hours later, I drive down to the police department to see my old buddy, Lieutenant Riley. Hey, Lieutenant, just give me the lowdown on this Muldooney case, will you? Lay off the Muldooney case, Mike. It's too hot. Take my advice. Keep your nose clean. Sorry, I didn't know it was running. <laughs> But how come everybody clams up on this Muldooney case? Let's see the evidence, Riley. I'm sorry, Mike. Is somebody paying you to keep your trap shut? I wouldn't like to think you could be bought, Riley. Nobody says that to me, Mike. Remember that. Nobody says that to me. Here's a hundred dollars. Let's see the Muldooney file. Okay. <laughs> it's in this drawer. But there's nothing in there but an egg. That's right. Now beat it. 
have plenty of thinking to do, so I'll drive home. I still have to figure out what that last joke means. <laughs> Back at the brownstone where I live, I go into my apartment. He's in there waiting for me. A big guy with a bill like a Rockefeller Center. Okay, 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 Tukansky. You can't take good advice, huh? Are you Muldooney? Muldooney? No, brother, quit fooling me. You is this guy, Muldooney. Who's Muldooney? Yeah, who's Muldooney? I don't know who's Muldooney. Yeah, well, who does know who's Muldooney? I don't know who knows who's Muldooney. Yeah, well, who are you that don't know who knows who's Muldooney? Who knows who? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm Mike Spanner. Yeah, maybe you're a liar. Maybe I'm not. Maybe you are. Maybe you're in the wrong apartment. You mean you're not, Gloria? You white sport? No. Well, why didn't you tell me? I need to put on this silly accent. <laughs> it's late and I've had a hard day, so I go to bed. When I'm asleep, the phone goes. I don't miss it till next morning. <laughs> When I wake up, I shave, I dress, I take a shower, I get my clothes wet. <laughs> I walk two blocks down to Nick's diner, but on my way, a black sedan swoops up to the curb and two guys jump me and bundle me into the back seat. I just laugh. Ha ha. I just love that joke about beating the egg. We drive uptown to Beulah Hills, a smart area of town. Then the little guy with the ferret eyes produces a 38. His pal produces a 45. I produce a straight pontoon and win the hand. <laughs> Take it easy, Spanner. Mr. Muldooney wants to see you at all one piece of ticket. Nice and easy, Spanner. <laughs> Say, who is this guy, Muldooney? You find out, Buster. You find out. Out you will find. Find out you will, Buster. Make no mistake about that. You will find out. Oh yes, you'll find out, brother. You find out. Oh, you. That's what you'll find out, brother. It figures. This is where you get out for move, Seamus. Wait here till Mister Muldooney arrives, and when he comes, brother, I wouldn't like to be in your shoes. Why not? I prefer a wider fit. <laughs> As soon as they're gone, I start to search the house. I'm in the kitchen when I hear somebody coming. I spring through a door and freeze. I'm in the refrigerator. <laughs> I spring out again. Hello, Mr. Spanner. Malifua Schwarzkopf. Yeah, and this is Mr. Muldooney. Say, what's a beautiful girl like you doing in a crummy setup like this? Please don't try anything foolish. This gun is pointing directly at your head. Hold it right there, Muldooney. Don't move or you get it in the chair. Don't do anything silly, Miss Swartzkopf. For Spanner gets a belly full of lead. Hold it, Muldooney, or Miss Swartzkopf takes the first shot in the head. Keep still, Spanner, or Muldooney eats hot lead. Stay where you are, brother. You are. Shoot myself in the guts. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Uh... Okay. Okay, Muldooney, talk. Well, it's like this, Spanner. I sent the guys to warn you off because I knew you'd get curious. And eventually I'll get you up here for a very good reason. What for? To tell you something. What? Stay clear of the O'Rafferty case, Spanner. <laughs> and now here is an announcement of special interest to name droppers. In this recording of I'm Sorry, I'll Read That Again, which is written by Graham Garden, Les Lilly and Chick Jacob, Johnny Mortimer and Brian Cook and Bill Oddie, you heard Tim Brooke Taylor, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall and Bill Oddie, with the music of Dave Lee. 
The songs were specially written and sung by Bill Oddie, who was joined by guest singer Gene Hart. And the show was produced by Humphrey Barclay. If you've only just switched on, tune in half an hour earlier next week for another edition of I'm Sorry, I'll Read That Again. You have been listening to The Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. That's all for this week, folks, so until I speak again next week, Graham Singh saying, keep smiling. We've got some half-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie LPs, all games, gold chains, what's names, and had a push, and Trevor Francis track suits from a mush and shepherd's bush, 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 bush. No income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we'll cut prices at a straw. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.